Hi there, and welcome back to the Community Strategy Podcast. My name is Deb Shell. I'm a creator turned community builder, and after launching my online community in 2020, I have realized that I had a passion for facilitating online events and bringing people together in a meaningful and purposeful way. I now consult business owners and leaders just like yourself who have a message, their life's work, or a vision for helping others transform through their online courses, cohorts, or memberships. On this interview style podcast, you'll hear conversations with community leaders who all have a passion for bringing people together online for connection, collaboration, and transformation. Our goal is to provide you with interesting conversations with industry professionals, leaders, and experts who share their concepts, structures, and strategies to inspire you to build, launch, and grow an online community with energy, confidence, and purpose. Let's get started. Hi there, and welcome to the Community Strategy Podcast. This is Deb Shell, and I am your host here. Thanks for joining us again today. I am excited to share with you the a new uh, Creator to Community Builder book. That's what this season two is all about. But I am going to start looking for uh, maybe some experienced community builders that want to share their experiences on the Community Strategy Podcast. So I'd love to learn if that's something that you're interested in sharing your experiences. Uh, please reach out to me at deb at findcalmhere.com or shoot me a DM on any of the social media platforms. And uh, excited to dive into this episode's episode four. We're going to be talking about exploring the community design and structure of your online community or course or whatever it is that you are building. So just before we get into that, I want to give you just a quick update. I am excited about we're about two weeks out from having the creator to community builder advanced copies available. Uh, I'm hoping to have them by the first week of August, sorry, first week of September. And so if you are someone who is launching a course this fall, or if you're thinking about launching a community or a membership, this is a book you're going to want to have with you because I'm going to go through all the steps that I've learned, things that I've learned with clients, to help you have a better chance of selling that course, selling that membership. And that's what we're talking about here on the Community Strategy Podcast. It's all about how do you build community around your products? So if you have a course uh, that and an online course and you're selling that, how do you create a community around that so that they can actually implement what they're learning? So that's what we're talking about. Uh, and today we're going to talk about exploring community design. And so I'm going to read you an excerpt of the uh, Community Strategy uh, Podcast's new, my new book. Uh, for this podcast, I'm going to read you this, the Creator to Community Builder. And this will be chapter three in the book. Just going to be a little excerpt and there will be um, a few little breaks in here. So I'm going to just give you that update. So we will start now the community creator to community builder book. There's so much to do and so little time, but one digital tool that has helped Deb streamline her business is Bonsai. It's an all-in-one business organization tool that helps her organize proposals, contracts, leads, expenses, keep track of client projects, and more. Run your entire business in one place. 
with the help of this business management tool that combines a CRM, invoicing, accounting, and banking. Laura, a coach at Ebb, Flow, and Grow says, Bonsai is a great hub for my business. It's super simple to use. I would really recommend it for anyone who is after an easy to use CRM system without the hassle of complicated setups. Deliver a great client experience and win more work. Click on the link in the show notes and get one month free to try it for yourself. Now back to the show. Standing near the top of uh, Pene, <laughs> I'm going to say this wrong, Pene de Bernal in central Mexico, a friend offered to take me my photograph. Several of us from Location Indie Community had hiked up and I couldn't wait to get back down to enjoy drinking from a real coconut, something that one of our hosts, Jason, had described in great detail, and his story had my mouth watering just thinking about it. I'm sharing this story to emphasize the importance of creating a memorable experience for your members. That's what matters to them. Most of my clients skip this step. They quit, they then they launch quickly without validating their community concept and wonder why their community isn't gaining new members or retaining existing ones. Often it is this point that the community builder finds me. Let's talk about the five elements of community design. First one is architecture, a strategy for the layout of your community, member content, the written visual audio and video content in a community, experience, onboarding, communication, notifications, and interactions. Four, culture, the tone, guidelines, and expectations of your community. Participation, methods for members to share, connect, and communicate within the community. A well-thought-out community aligns with the vision, mission, and purpose established by the group's host. Leading an online community requires having requires deciding how you want to communicate with your members and understanding that they enjoy connecting with each other and understanding how they enjoy connecting with each other. When working with a client to restructure their community, I start by identifying a purpose for each area of the community. A common problem for community builders is knowing how many destinations, how many destinations to have available for people to meet, connect, and engage. The structure to structure, sorry, the structure you establish will influence other design elements like your community culture. It will provide the framework for your, for your host, leader, and or manager to help you build habits and cultural rituals. Think about how you want to communicate. Your personal communication style is important to factor, is an important factor to consider. In addition, your community must be easy to access. When envisioning the structure, research communities you've attracted you've been attracted to as a member. Here's an activity I recommend for this stage. Visit an online community that you haven't been a, mem been a member to for a while. Blogging like it's the first time. Pay attention to everything you experience. What's the navigation like? What features do you see? How easy is it to find resources? Is there a chat space? Who posts what? What are the guidelines? 
how can you ask questions? Is there a member directory? Where do you go for help? These are all questions that you can consider. In addition to scoping out the group with fresh eyes, check out the fellow community members. Introduce yourself to one of the members and see if they respond. Ask, ask a question of the host and see how they reply. Did they get back to you with comments or questions? Take notes about what design elements you love and what you don't. Notice if there is too much text or too many complex explanations. Ideally, everything should be clear and easy to understand. Think about the value of investing your energy and money there. These things will help you design the architecture of your own community. Being thoughtful, now, create, now, now you will create confidence in your own decisions once you're up and running. Another community challenge for an online community builder is excessive content. It is so easy to get caught up in thinking you need to spend hours building content, but this is rarely why your people are there. These things will help you design the architecture of your own community. Being thoughtful now will create confidence in your own decisions once you're up and running. Another common challenge for new community builders is excessive content. It's easy to get caught up in thinking you need to spend hours of content, but this rarely is why your people are there. Simply speaking, an online community members in an online community, members are looking for a dedicated place to share challenges, thoughts, or ideas. They want to ask questions, respond in support of other members, and feel like their ideas are valued. But there are some individuals who don't want to hide behind who don't want to hide behind fake profiles and want to build real relationships or improve their existing ones. It takes courage to be vulnerable on the social media when life isn't going well. So struggling and needing support isn't something most people would post online. If you're like me and you tend to retreat into your house and stay there, feeling very disconnected from society, everybody's busy and everyone has problems. How do we manage the stresses of daily life if we have no one to talk to about them? As a community host, leader, and manager, it's your job to facilitate members' experience. Don't expect them to jump in on their own. You need to show them what to do and how to do it. Onboarding is the first experience your members will have with the community. So you wanna ensure that they aren't left with any more questions, with more questions than answers. Start the, with the purpose of your community. Let the members know why you've invited them to take this journey with you. Guide them on how the experience to the community and what they can get the most out of their time there. As you prepare, make a list of the most important action steps to meet your goals. Prioritize those for the most important and to least important. Once your priorities are clear, you'll be able to see the stru best structure for your community based on your needs, lifestyle, goals, and vision. Community culture can be explained as how you invite members to participate, share, connect, and learn together. It is the path for members to be seen, valued, and heard. Culture is written into your community guidelines, demonstrated in your member testimonials, and expressed by members when they talk about your community to others. Creating a community culture doesn't just happen. You need to set accurate, <laughs> you need to actively nurture it. I already shared 
the common pitfall, which is overly complex tech. But please allow me to repeat it once more. Don't let the platform selection hold you up your entire lunch. Start by gaining clarity, make a list of questions, and reach out to your ideal members for feedback. Ask them about the features, functionality, and experience They're, they'd derive the most benefit from. Don't forget to also consider the experience of what you want to have as a host. Once you have envisioned the community architecture, content, experience, and culture, you can jump into what members will actually be doing. If you haven't yet considered where your ideal members are on their journey, now is a good time to do so. Are they at the beginning of the journey or are they tra in transition? What decisions do they need to make? The biggest draw of an online community is that the members can, can receive feedback about their problems, projects, or ideas. Getting immediate suggestions from a group of peers in a, safe, in a safe space is extremely valuable. Indeed, it's worth paying for. If you have a book idea, you're probably, you probably won't post that on your Facebook page or in an Instagram story. But if you are part of a support group with new and experienced authors, you may be more inclined to share. Within that safe space, you would feel encouraged to share your true thoughts, knowing you'd gain feedback to inspire you and clarify the concept, not to tear it down. Contrast this experience with that of posting on social media where someone might just say, nice idea. An intentional community will foster your real, foster real conversation about what, where to take the idea. Your online community can be just that place where like-minded people get critical feedback and meaningful support. With this format, you'll have the power to gather the right experts and peers, then cultivate an environment which allows them to thrive. Next, I'm going to share with you about the creator economy and how you can leverage your ideal members today. Deb knows firsthand just how difficult community building can be when you are starting out with no audience, email list, or customers. She wanted to build community culture with rich content, articles, and videos so her members could connect and engage in a variety of ways. Mighty Networks makes it easy to build your course, coaching program, training, or membership in just a few moments. With Mighty Networks, you can bring your audience together into one cohesive platform. The Mighty Networks offers live streaming, events, cohort-based courses, web pages, challenges, and so much more. With Mighty Networks' new community design feature, Spaces, you can build a course or resource library for your podcast, blog, or life's work. Are you excited to get started? Click on the link in the show notes to start your free trial today. And no credit card is required to sign up. Now let's jump back into this episode to discover more community building strategies. Those revenue streams could include a membership model to support my work. I am not alone in wanting to somehow monetize my work. There are 200 million creators, according to the 2022 creator report. I struggled. I've struggled to make it as a creator because of the shared determination and energy it takes to consistently publish high quality work without cash. 
It has taken me years to pivot my business strategy and rework my pricing offers and services in hopes my audience will wake up and support my work. That's when I learned about the creator community economy and discovered the world of community building with people who, just like me, wanted to bring together people to create transformational experiences. The model, modern day of free exposure for creatives is social media. The challenge is to gain followers and thereby status, but no one ever really understood what that means for us. Frankly, it seems that creators are just the user generators that companies prey on for their content. The truth is that social media algorithms use your content to push advertisements to your audience or else they work against you. The world undervalues many creators to try trying to make a living at what they do best. Yes, there are creators that have reached the top, hit six figures and found success. In the creator report, 48% of creators who make $100,000 to $500,000 a year spend greater than 10 hours a week on content creation. So a new idea emerged. YouTubers, podcasters, and creatives in many fields across the globe decided to go directly to their audience and stop paying to be seen. Some even started to connect with their subscribers and began building relationships with them. A YouTube influencer needs to have an audience of 10,000 followers to launch a membership for a low monthly pricing structure. A niche content creator can be described as an expert within, within an industry who has specific skill or talent that is unique and needed within that industry. A community creator is looking for an opportunity to bring clients, members, maybe friends or followers into an online community membership for the purpose of earning re- recurring revenue. These are just a few examples of the ways creators are making money online. And the reason that it is so hard to figure out what is right for you is because there are so many options and with them, a lot of distractions. With any business, as any business owner knows, the key to entrepreneurship is diversifying their income and getting their audience to support them directly with member-supported community apps like Patreon, Podfan, Buy Me a Cup of Coffee, among others. As you can see, there is so much to consider when launching an online community and knowing how to raise money or get investors is the key to a successful community and business. Next, a client example of a mother-daughter podcast team that that grew an online business and community using mindful membership strategies. As a podcaster myself, I can relate to the desire to be compensated for the time and effort that goes into putting together a podcast. While it is much easier than a decade ago, the economy still doesn't recognize creative content like interviews or educational audio stories, courses, and case studies in the mainstream consumer market. Most podcasters want to monetize their podcast as soon as they realize that it just isn't sitting down and talking to a mic. Podcasting involves editing the raw content, which could be audio, video, or both, and uploading that content as files. In addition to editing, a podcast producer spends time creating captions, titles, tags, and social media graphics to promote episodes. If you had have an interview-style podcast, you also need a podcast producer to manage your booking schedule and maintain a flow of guests for your podcast. If you have the capital to do so, you can hire companies that offer these support services. If not, this is the work you'll be doing as a podcaster. Once podcasters find out how much work is involved, many aren't so excited to continue recording without some kind of financial 
resources like a sponsor, investors, or supporters. Emma and Mary, hosts of the Good Dirt podcast, had supporters, but they wanted more. The mother-daughter duo opened the Almanac, a private, paid community for those who want to practice slow living and share their skills. When I worked with Emma and Mary, they asked me to help them restructure the community to improve member experience. For, com- for conversations with their members, we received actionable feedback and we were able to implement that into their community strategy. A new member model we developed looks like this. A core community staple will be the slow living challenge in January. Podcast supporters will receive extra content. Members can volunteer to lead a Skillshare session and benefit to benefit the community. Emma will host a um, three-month artist play study group, and Mary will host a three-month regenerative gardening program, both at additional costs. To the mindful, to be mindful about your membership means that you're thinking about how you will fund each phase of your community launch. I learned the hard way after spending too much time and energy trying to sell low-priced memberships before I had an audience. That building online memberships can take anywhere from one to three years. The average is based on an entrepreneur business owner who is hosting a community and additional revenue streams and not their main, that isn't their main offer or income. Now this really varies from one community to another. So it really depends on several factors, but overall, The more specific you are, the more niche and exclusive, the faster you will see financial success. Phase one is about building the foundation of who you are, your brand, what you want to do, your services and products, and how you will get people to know how you will work with these people in the marketplace. People need to know you and what it is you do so that they can be known, so that you can be known as their go-to. The second phase is focused on building meaningful relationships with your ideal members and getting to know them. That is when you discover what problems they have and how they've tried to solve them in the past. If they're ever, if they've ever before joined an online community to help navigate this challenge, this is critical to customize your community concept for your ideal member. And if your discovery, if you discover that the problem your ideal member faces is something they don't want to to workshop with others, that is a sign that a community is not a good fit for this problem. The, fir- the third phase begins when you've started to build a super fan base and people what work or collaborate with want to work or collaborate with you in some way. They want to know what you or re- they want to know what you know or reach some goal that you've been able to achieve. But you have to tell them that. So you now need to convert these followers into true community members who wants who want to be a part of something bigger than themselves join a movement and find a tribe and feel a sense of belonging and so much more that was um, an excerpt of the career to community builder book um, exploring your community design and structure if you have any questions about that section or if you wanted to talk with me Um, about your community design challenges, uh, please send me an email at deb, D-E-B, at findcalmhere.com. Also, I wanted to let you know that I have a new service I just put up on the website yesterday uh, as I'm recording this. um, So it'll be up there for you live. 
it's a uh, community design services. Uh, I had been really focusing on coaching this year, but realized that people, because of the Mighty Network Spaces upgrades, there is a really big need for people to understand how to really utilize those um, different Mighty Network design features and functionality that will be best for their members. So um, I've been partnering with some clients recently on doing this community design work. If you're interested, uh, please go to the Find Calm Here website. You'll see some more information there. Um, in the work with me tab. If you have any questions, like I said, shoot me an email. And until the next time, I hope you're finding calm in this day, evening, moment, afternoon, or Friday at three. Take care until the next time. Talk to you later. Mm -hmm.